take a sober assessment of your life and you're not managerial quality. <laughs> and then the great news is that which is quality is not you, but a trying to avoid you know, quality, trying to avoid that you're not screwed. Yes. It's the, it's a sort of a dilemma, but there's a solution to it. If that which you feel you're running away from, that shadow, let it catch up to you. Let it be exactly what it has always been implying or been implying from its its pursuit, which is it's you, let it stare, and then immediately it shows it's not you. But while we're making it you, it's more you than ever. Yeah, this is, and I have seen this in my own life. I saw that the action strategy was to a lot of, avoid a lot of shit, put a lot of shit off. If my right arm was bleed, just left all day, these type of things. And there was a lot of things I was afraid I really was, and I did not want to know that. Yeah, a parasitical type selfish, self-centered. So there's an avoidance of that because I believed it was reality. And then I got over and a lot of shit that I had seemed to be, you know, uh, avoiding and feeling like a super And all this stuff that I was super afraid of because I thought it would kill me if I was bad or if I'm a fraud, that's Un intolerable and shit like that it all did and i let it be as real as real can be and it showed itself to be unreal yeah? now that's a way that you can arrive at where you already are but you're trying to avoid allow let it catch up to you and when it catches up to you and it's a moment that was always vaguely threatening to be the final moment your own death you realize that you don't die at all you lose interest in that that's a great problem. Yeah. I think it's one of the better ways to go. If you could just see, yeah, I'm not managerial quality. And when you recognize what's managing all day, you see it's not you. That's all. Just like we had it the other day, someone shared and they shared about, all right, you see all this stuff and there's a subtle uh, order in there that you're going to stop doing that stuff. But this is not about after you see it, you try to stop. No, after you, you see it is not you. And then the interest of wanting to stop the change to get better or more uh, efficient or more successful, you lose interest in that. You lose interest in it. So the knowledge doesn't be turned into self-knowledge, which is going to avail us nothing. It stays knowledge of self. So you see this shit that's been super afraid is not you. It doesn't mean you have to do a courageous act every second or every day. There's just a seeing of it as not you, and then something changes. Yeah. Now, I, I believe the bondage was not really with what was bothering me. I felt knowing it would be worse. Yeah. So whatever was bothering me, it seemed to be better just to fucking deny it, avoid it, don't deal with it. Because I felt if I really knew it, it would be worse. But in this case, because what we're talking about, what we're discovering is not us. Yeah. It neuters that whole little like explosion. 
that always had me in a forbidden, do not go there because if you go there, yeah. And I realized years and years, I felt like a fraud out of the fear that I was a fraud. When I lost the fear of being a fraud and seeing everything, all of us as an us are fraudulent to begin with, yes? We're false evidence appearing real, yeah? There was a relief. And I and then that all that trying to avoid and put off or deny, it's like that statement. What is it you know that you don't want to know? A lot of people call me up and they have a topic, let's say relationship. And what they know is this person and them don't go well. But they don't want to know that because they like a lot of stuff. Maybe she's richer than they were. Maybe now you drive a BMW instead of the Pinto. And there's a lot of things that you don't want to lose. So you want to avoid because you don't have a, you don't feel you're going to be taken care of. There's a fear, underlying fear. So I've got to grab this hand because I'm probably never going to get another better hand. This is insane. This is the head playing God. Yeah. So they come and they call you and they talk for hours and shit and they go to different therapists. But why not just sit there? What is it you know that you don't want to know and see what comes up? I should leave. There you go. Now, now you, we can talk. Why aren't you? Which would be closer. Like, why aren't you leaving? Would be closer to see. And then if you see, well, that which doesn't want to leave, is it me? Maybe not. It doesn't matter if you leave the relationship or not. You leave that. You leave the idea of you. Yeah. So the real value in the relationship and leaving or staying is really leaving the idea of you in the relationship. Yeah, there's the beauty of it. So that's where the world can turn over. And what you would think would be success is failure and failure is great success. So I heard it the other day. Yeah, describing what we're seemingly doing that's blocking us off from the sun and the light and the spirit. And then there's, okay, now I'm going to do different things, which is going to produce the opposite. It's going to open me up to the sunlight experience. This is not this message. The message is you're not that which is blocking off the sunlight spirit or believes it's blocked off from the sunlight spirit. You're not that. That's all it is. It's a negation of what's being presented. It's not a call to arms. It's not like, oh, I've got to do better. Nothing like that. It may play out that way, but the, the initial the initial response, yeah, isn't that it's about you, it's about not you. That's the initial response. And I hope what that's what satsang establishes in our lives. Instead of satsangs coming after and trying to be used as a as a soothing B-A-L-M for that which was the before. The satsang now has you before there and you see what you're not before you immediately in the habit of taking it to be you. Yeah. Go into all your managing the head's managing skills. You see it as not you. It changes the whole regime. It does. That which is playing God is hung out to dry. You see it. You see the emperor with no clothes. And it gets established that it doesn't need to be seen with no clothes. You know it has no clothes while it's wearing clothes. This is the beauty of satsang. So when the, the satsang answer comes after the problem's conviction of what's before, it's used almost like a skillful means. It doesn't work. But the satsang inserts a pause before the head trig is triggered. That's where the relief lies. 
So you can sit, recognize something that you never wanted to know about yourself. And when it's knowing about what you're not, it's beautifully, very cool to see. And it's recognized as not you. That This is a totally different beginning that's going to lead to a lot of different ends. Yeah, it's a totally different beginning in time. In other words, what you are is the starting point. Like we said last week, instead of going with first, there is the mountain and everyone will just agree there's a mountain. And then for many of us, that mountain is doing shit that's causing us irritability, restlessness, discontent. We don't feel whole. We're not fulfilled or authentic. So, okay, what are we going to do? We know a lot of people have climbed the mountain, still didn't work. Let's, we got to get rid of the mountain. All right. So we do a lot of practices and then there's an event. There is no mountain. Hallelujah. Incredible. But then the head kicks in unbeknownst because you believe it's you kicking in, but it's not, it's the heads kicking in and the head goes, there is no mountain. And then bam, oh, that's the mountain. <laughs> so you get stuck with only having to deal with mountains or avoid mountains or blow mountains up. But if, if you started at, First, there is no mountain, yeah? And then there's a mountain. But the underlying knowledge is there is no mountain. This is the knowledge of I am in a sense. Before there is a mountain, there's I am, yeah? And therefore every mountain is an appearance in an I am, yeah? It is, yeah, there is no mountain. So there is no mountain, all right, there's a mountain. Now you try to do what you used to do, the action figure to try to get out of it. And yet in this case, it fails and you're not, you know, whipped for the failure. It's a hallelujah when it fails and you realize there is no mountain. That's why I can't remove the mountain. It's me. That's the mountain playing. Yeah. That I am going to move the mountain. I, that's the mountain. So you see it. There is no mountain. Then there's the mountain. Then there is no mountain, which was your hope. And then the mountain would come back. And before, it'd be super fucking frustrated. It always used to blow my mind. Two weeks in a controlled environment, three weeks in what we call the upper middle way, uh, spirit rock, at a retreat. The, end, the last day you were there, they were like, don't drive on the freeway. Don't listen to heavy metal music. Don't, don't wear any wool clothing or something it was like what the fuck am i leaving with it seems like i got some fucking chinese glass from a thousand years ago and anything or everything i do is going to crack it that's not freedom that's not relief now your seeming peace held as you becomes more anxiety producing than anything else because even if you're in the peace it's it has the idea of time. I probably will fuck something up and I won't be in the peace. Yeah, that's not peace. But first there is no mountain. And then you come to terms with mountains. Yeah, and then maybe you try to climb them. Maybe you try to blow them up. Maybe you try to tunnel through it. Maybe you did a lot of things. Or maybe you listened to people that said they've done that and you followed them and shit. And then you realized Jesus Christ, the great joy of there is no mountain, probably in a very controlled environment. I don't hear a lot of enlightenment situations happening in Newark, New Jersey or Hoboken. It's all in the waterfall in Bali or 
a 5,000 year old temple in Tibet. No, yeah. This, so in this case, these things finally are the greatest values of all because they tell you why it failed isn't because of you, it's because of you, yeah? And you are not that you, hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Finally, your greatest success and the long run, it's like the, it's a long running show of success is based, is built on failure. Failure of what? Of what you're not trying to become something else. Yeah. It's failure to ever arrive at where it already is. It's failure as a seeker to not make the sort somewhere else at other at another time. Yeah. As soon as the seeker appears, distance and time is given to the sort. Yeah. Because obviously, and the more distant and the more time is better for the sort, but the sort's whole agenda is not to be what it is. It does not want you to arrive at where you already are because you'll see the bogusness of it. It wants you to plan a giant journey to get to some exotic arrival where it will be the one who's producing the whole event. Yeah. But this is the immediacy of the seeker and the sort has just taken away any possibility of a narrative, really. Secrets. There's no narrative concerning the seeker is the sort. None. None. There's no time in it. There's no space in it. Different things can happen. Yeah. Seeker is the sort. Right. What's looking is what you're looking for. What's looking is what you're looking for. Now, who knows what we're looking for? All day we're looking for a lot of stuff. He was basically saying the optimal thing you're looking for is actually what's looking. Yeah. While you're busy looking for a lot of shit during the day, your aspirations of finding an authentic or a larger or more real self. Yeah. That what you're using to look for that is what's looking. And that's what you actually are looking for. Hopefully you don't have to go through fucking spiritual car crashes and shit to learn. You can hear it at Soxide. And, and because you have tons of the evidence already. Yeah. Just like when you heard, you can't use the Buddha to seek the Buddha. I swear I heard it somewhere as mind, as light, as Buddha. Yeah. The first time was so clear because usually I was hearing it as Paul and it was confusing because Paul was using Buddhism, right? To seek the Buddha. Made sense. It's Buddhism. <laughs> so I'm going to go Buddhism to seek the Buddha. If I wanted to see Christ, it would have been Christianity, not the how it is now, but maybe old call of Christianity would be that. Yes? <laughs> yeah. Christ mind, Christianity, Buddha, Buddhism. Yes? Okay. <laughs> but when I heard it, you can't use the Buddha to seek the Buddha. What a freaking relief. That was actually what was happening now the narration was it was paul practicing them to get some attributes of the buddha that was the narrative but the fact was it was the buddha looking for the buddha if the seeker is the sort yeah the sort so there's paul as the seeker is looking for buddha that statement says the seeker paul is the sort yeah. Seeker sought. 
Seeker Paul, path Buddhism, sought Buddha. Yeah? Then I run into the statement, the seeker is the sought. Wait a minute. Seeker Paul is sought, which is Buddha. <laughs> Oops, what the hell? That would be a compression, yes? So the seeker is the sword. So Paul is the Buddha. Wait a minute. I got to have a garage sale. All the, sell the books. Sell those cushions. Sell those. Oh, she's a guy. Hopefully I can get a, maybe I can change my flight for that cold cave in Tibet to, uh, to uh, Hawaii. <laughs> change it. I'd rather go swimming. So, so this is the beauty of the message. You can, if you keep hearing it, you're going to hear it in a certain way. That's going to be like a key and it will open something that was never closed. Yeah, it was just something will just swing open and you'll realize you thought it said push, it said pull or whatever. You were just, you were actually closing the thing with the idea of opening it. Yeah, so you just get corrected by a statement and suddenly it just swings open. Yeah, it couldn't because you were in the way trying to push it. When you get dropped back, it swings open like it could have always. And there you go, the gateless gate, the open secret. No, no secret Kabbalistic equation, nothing. Open secret, open. Uh, in other words, a secret if it's open, obviously. How can we create a gate if it's gateless? Obviously. <laughs> how, call, how can you call a path if the seeker is the sword? So if the path is to the Buddha, as the Buddha, what has to change? Well, maybe <laughs> my travel plans, yeah, maybe. So this is the suddenness of duality. Now you can go back to it in time, satsang, but the, the sense of it is always gonna be that suddenness, yeah? It's not gonna come slowly. It's gonna whack you, you're gonna get naha or it's gonna resonate or something. And then you go whatever, and then satsang, that takes it back to the point in time, through time, but it's a timeless point. And you can tell the difference, yeah? You can tell something arising with absolutely thought and effort, validating its presence, and then you trying to figure it out. It gets to be very clear after a while. Yes, it does, because you got all the evidence. It's just ready to burst. All you need to do is have some, it's sort of like, that idea with the monastery and the abbot, where I talk, make the joke about the new abbot comes to the monastery and he brings the, the guy, the librarian, up to his room and says, I want you to translate all the scriptures again. And they said, wait, Mr. Abbot, we did this a couple months ago. I said, I don't care. I want you to translate it. And so one night is he's pouring it over on with handle and then he has a hallelujah. And he rushes to the abbot's room, knocks on the door, and he said, and the abbot says, what do you want? He says, the word was separate instead of celibate. <laughs> that changed fucking everything. This is sort of what satsang is like. It's sort of exactly like that. You're hearing, you're hearing something, hearing something, and then there's a hearing of it. Yeah. 
you, oh, I know this. I know this message. I know you don't. You don't know it. Yeah. You may have an idea that you know. Yeah. That's only to support the idea of the knowing of it. Yeah. Which is you. Yeah. This is new. It always is. And so you go to satsang and then you've heard it one way and suddenly the emphasis is on the third syllable instead of the first syllable. And where you're at at that moment, that was the key. Bamo. Yeah. You finally get the seeker is the sort, like that poor friend that thought it was sword, I was saying for eight years, S-W-O-R-D, and he's come really pondering over it. The seeker is the sword. Why isn't it, why isn't it the gun or fucking the machete or shit? The seeker is the sword. No, sort, S-O-U-G-H-T. Once he was explained, it made it, he could drop the whole fucking thing. It was just a, a misreading of one syllable, let's say. It's just the way it goes. So this is what happens. You see it, you see something like this, and one day you see it going the other way, explains everything. Yeah, that's all. Because you're the everything. You don't need a lot of knowledge. A little goes a long way if it triggers that unsuspected resource and that knowledge of like talk about knowing you have a place to live where work and no matter how long you work or how you go to work it doesn't convince you that you don't have a place to live you're you're sure you have a place to live it's not a knowledge you've just acquired something it's there you have a you feel it just like when you rode a bike once you feel like you can always ride a bike yes so here you go. And it doesn't matter how much time you're at work, it won't convince you, or how far away your work is, it won't convince you that you don't have a place to live. You just know you have a place to live. This is what the message is like. You heard it, and you know it's true. Now, do you know it's true? No, but there's a knowing it's true. Yeah? And now you're at the fucking roulette table, and you just bet on the same number, 39, let's say every time and keep winning just keep paying the same bet same bets bet and maybe for you it will become the last answer that was necessary and then you get on expressing and living and whatever doing that whatever we're doing yeah i don't see this place as a stairway to anywhere i don't yeah unless the stairway has a, a role which is you fall down the stairs and you land back to where you were at all the time anyway. I mean, it'd be easier just to learn, but if you have to fall down, life will push you. It will. It, whatever it takes to break that, whatever, it will do. Yeah. And then you find right where you've always been and you realize the gateless gate, the open secret. Yeah. And you watch like the sky and attention interest just migrates, just leaves a lot of shit and now it pollinates different flowers and different topics and stuff yeah and you get enriched by it today you know? instead of having it constantly enslaving you to today hoping that another day is going to be greater and better you're not you're not buying that fucking delay you know a layaway plan anymore you're not you're just here and you're present and available and what's usually your present available to comes and goes and is forgotten, but the presence and the availability isn't. Yeah. 
the presence and the availability isn't forgotten. It's the space that allows everything to come and go. And a lot of shit comes and goes. Yeah. Yet it has to trans, it has to go through its transferal through that attention and interest. We are reality. Yeah. That's giving meaning to things. Yeah. So if you but if you can sense the meaning that's been given to this body as being the existing thing, yeah, the one who's conscious, the one who's doing, the one who's feeling, you will see that's the basis of all false evidence that appears real. The head produces and presents a lot of false evidence, but it's presenting false evidence to false evidence. Yeah? And false evidence through vanity and endearment and attention and being the center of things can fall for that wound. So now you're living as false evidence, seemingly appearing real, and therefore you're taking in a lot of false evidence that supports that, and it appears real. And there's a cherishing of it. You're not the cherishing of it, but the cherishing of it, of this little mechanism or this manufacturer of Paul. And hopefully you get to a point through whatever hard knocks or anything that there be, there's a there's a certain shift as disinterest in this cherishing of Paul. And now your cherishing gets fucking uh, distributed in a much larger spectrum. Yes. And cherish beautiful moments, not to keep them to last, but the beauty that they show up and go. Mm. There's a cactus we have at the house. We've been there five years, six years. It's only bloomed twice and it only lasts a day. And it's huge. It's a huge fucking flower. You would think it was going to stay around for a while. The production and the waiting for it for four years, you'd think it would just be there for a couple of months. It, one day, and then day it collapses. Doesn't come back. Three years later, it came back one day. You couldn't have missed it. And yet, what a beautiful and beautiful, incredible. It has a little jelly you can take out and spread. Yeah, so a food, a food of the gods, so to speak. And yet, it's gone in a day, it shrivels up. Think that it seemed to be, it would be like wasted in this world of progressing and getting farther ahead and lasting longer. But it's just a beautiful event. That if you're lucky enough to be present in an available, you're going to have the joy of sitting in the row and watching things happen. Yeah. I mean, that's that's fucking enriching, you know. So you have a rich life, and there's contentment and satisfaction. You're not you're not believing that uh, your role is to be a chariot of the gods. It's just an expression and observation point. And that which is talking cannot get through the ceiling of the program. It runs into a limit, it does. Like its voice can't carry that long. It can't throw its voice that far. It's limited, yeah? Yet the space of our presence and availability isn't, yeah? Yeah, so. Hmm. 
just to do this, I get out of the sun. Not bad. Yeah, not bad. So, anyone have anything to say? Yes. I've been muted the whole time. Nice. No, no. Hello? Can you hear me? I can hear you. It looks like three oh, dots. Is yeah. Anybody? Mike, I think you're breaking up a little. Mike's having trouble. Uh, I can't hear you. Yeah, your audio is breaking up. My audio? No, no, uh, sorry, Mike's audio. Michael's. Mike's. All right, so no one's a question. Hallelujah. We're entering the phase of saying goodbye. Raise those hands. Can you hear me out? Yeah. Mike from Mexico, you got my message, Mike. I did Paul, yes. thanks. Yeah. Good. I did. Good. Yeah. Thank you. I'm gonna I'm yeah. gonna put my I don't know what it's in the bait stage. You're very quiet, Mike. Michael. Maybe turn off your video. No, I know. Or maybe an intermittent problem. Okay. But can you, can you hear me now? Yes. Oh, okay. There hey Paul, there was a, a question right out right, right off the bat though, at the beginning of uh, at four at uh, right after the hour. Or so you want to give him a chance to withdraw his question or do you want me to read it? <laughs> I'll just read it. Yeah. Uh, okay. And is the natural state of self to want to get out of self as opposed to ending the illusion? It appears that self keeps wanting to be managerial quantity. Um, hold, hold on, hold on, hold on. And okay. my, it's not a natural state. Yeah, um, does, there is no self. Yeah, well, self we actually had a, state. we had a little back and forth because he also capitalized self, and I asked him, and he clarified, no, I meant small s the way you use it. So, um, yeah, that's why he might want it. He might have wanted to withdraw it. I don't know, <laughs> but you want me to read it through anyway, or no? Yes. Yeah. Okay. Is it the natural state of self to want to get out of self as opposed to ending the illusion? It appears that self keeps wanting to be managerial quality, even though it's it's proven that it is it's a shitty manager. Seems like this desire is just more self getting out of self. Yes, and the thing self can't get out of self, and self isn't going to trigger its own demise. It doesn't actually exist. It appears because of us. Yeah. Yeah. And the programming, I don't know, I'm not a great studier of everything, but to my own experience underneath that programming, I believe it's not AI, and I believe it has a lot of uh, aberrations, and one of them is DSL and get out of self, Does it, self does not. <laughs> That's just the way it goes. I don't think 
you can show your complete destruction of what your seemingly life look like. It's not going to, it's just going to think, I, oh, I got a man out of it. Yeah. It just doesn't, it can't give up the ghost because it is seemingly a ghost. Yeah. Yeah. So I had the rude thing. I tried, uh, and then again, I finally heard self can't get out of self. And then all of its failures of that, of, uh, by that attempt became incredibly valuable because I saw I wasn't that which was trying to get out of that. Yeah. And there was a loss of interest in getting out of self. Yeah, it's beautiful, really. And I swear, it was, I've been trying to get out since I was six years old a lot. Years ago, just I realized the great wisdom of no escape begrudgingly. It's like, I'm not going to get out of an imaginary place as the imaginary appearance. <laughs> That's the fool's gold that drives the whole appearance. Yeah. Is that somehow. Scout. Is he breaking yeah. up or is it money? Is David, you say it was Paul? Yeah, yeah, it's okay. Someone has large background noise going on. Yeah, it's kind of soothing. What? It's in your house. It sounds like there's a generator or something running inside. Uh, that might be me playing around with my settings. It might be my fan. Let me. Uh, that's kind of soothing. <laughs> okay, I just put it on medium. Does that change it? Much better. Yeah. Okay, thanks. I'm going to get me an external microphone. Oh, Paul. Did he drop off? Yeah, he's gone. I mean, He's, yeah, he's not coming through. I don't see his video either. No. He got out of self. Let's see. Who else is there? I can call Mia. That's one way to do it. You want me to call Mia, Mike? Oh, thanks. Um, actually, I got her going right now. Okay, good. Okay. Because Paul didn't answer. Great meeting today. Thank you for everybody showing up. I haven't been able to get on lately, so it's a treat. Thank you. Frank. Now it's going to Mia's voicemail too. I think is it me? I think Amelia's there. Um, do you want me to try call you want to call Amelia or you want me to call Amelia? Yeah, you want to get Amelia? Okay. Call again. They're cloaked. 
Yeah, I can call. I'll call her. Okay. Thanks. I'm just trying to figure out how to mute this right now. <laughs> oh, don't worry about it. <laughs> They've lost all cell phone and Wi-Fi connection. Yeah. They're they're cloaked. They're under data cloak. <laughs> And Amelia's not answering. Did you dial yet? Did she mute herself? Mm -hmm. uh. Maybe she's talking to her. Now we've lost Sherry too. <laughs> Hopefully she's maybe talking to Amelia. She was gonna mute it so the conversation was muted, but that doesn't help. No, we don't know what's what they're saying. <laughs> the bitterman cam looks wacky. It is. <laughs> oh, is it flickering or something? Uh, is it oh, it's mostly blank? Sometimes it comes um, yeah, sometimes it goes back and forth, but mostly gray. I had it yeah, blocked out, so I didn't notice if it's flickering and it's obnoxious. There he is. Uh, there who is? Oh, is it? The Bitterman cam. Uh, oh. <laughs> I have to, like, if I turn the cam, the video on and off, it'll stop doing that. But if I have it muted, I don't see it's doing that. Okay, so I tried calling Amelia, but she didn't answer. <laughs> <laughs> Weird. I guess they don't care about us. No, I'm just kidding. Um, well, Oh, well. Um, As Paul would say, if it happens, it's supposed to happen. If it doesn't happen, it's not supposed to happen. Yeah. It's only, only a matter of time before we scared him off, finally. Oh, what about Chris? Do you want to yeah, try calling Chris? I've got his phone number. Does he carry his phone with him? Yeah, I think he does. He probably don't even know he's off. He's just rambling anyway. Well, I guess by now he would know. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I spent the last 10 minutes saying goodbye to everybody, but nobody's there. <laughs> His went straight to voicemail, which I don't think would be unusual for him. And there's Nor. Yeah, did did there. he have his cell phone back? Because he had lost it. Oh, I don't know. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> And I don't even know if he like carries it with him in to the uh, meetings. I I texted Amelia as well, um, so okay. yeah, I point. don't know if she'll I don't know if she'll see it. So that's sure. Oh well. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. yeah. Anybody else we know that's there? Um, no. Mystery. Huh. Okay, Michael, time for you to take over. Yeah, yeah, Mike, you can just right. teach. <laughs> well, I could ask, hey, Rye, did you want to take back your question or reformat it? <laughs> or was it satisfactorily, satisfactorily answered? Oh, yeah, it, it definitely was. Um, <laughs> yeah, he, he actually, Paul did a great job of talking about it before uh, he got to the question, which I noticed he has a tendency to do.
I like um, I my my only thing would be to talk about a little bit about um that twisted thinking we have before we before we go and do something we don't want to do. You know, what is it that makes it that twist of thinking that makes us forget what the last drunk was like or makes us just that twist in, in consciousness, you know, um, that takes so many people out for so many different reasons. And I'm just wondering what everybody else thinks about that. I think it's just backwards repetition. So it's going to evaporate backwards. So it's still going to be there, but kind of like the recovery is sometimes quickly, sometimes slowly. You know, if you're if you're judging that that way of thinking, then it's going to present itself. <laughs> you know, but you know you've already got the, you already know not the hook to to follow through with the action, and just like you know not to follow through with the action, it's you know going to eventually evaporate where you're not. You're like they say, noticing by absence, right? Which is right. kind of funny because it's kind of congratulatory. <laughs> oh, look at that! <laughs> but now I'm remembering, remembering right? So eventually, like Paul says, you just don't even you know, remember that you're not thinking about it. You don't have twisted thinking. But before right. then, you're just it's noticing it, right? And you can appreciate at least that you're not acting on it. Right, 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 right. I agree. Uh, yeah. yeah, I haven't thought about that. I, I haven't drank since like 95. Oh, but I, I, you want to wait a minute? No. I turned, uh, let's see, I I met Paul probably in 2005, maybe, 2004, 2005, maybe somewhere around there. So to find this meeting has been like a super, really super gift for me. Mm -hmm. Me too. Life takes leaps and bounds when I'm when I'm tied in with this message in this group. Life just goes takes off. Like I can't even can't even hold the wheel. I'm going so fast, you know. <laughs> it's fun. Anyway, it's like I get mine gets so quiet. I <laughs> you know, kind of wonder what's going on. <laughs> Tree looks good. Mine never stops. I like your background, Steve. Makes me feel like I'm in an arcade in the 80s. Yeah, there you go. It's fun. 70s. Yeah. yeah. It'll be over soon because they disappeared. <laughs> hey, aloha, guys. My name's Christine. I'm pretty new to the um, to the group. And I just want to um, see if anybody can share on, this is kind of where I'm at, what they know they don't want to know like anybody have any experience with that because i already know but i want to know what you know <laughs> okay i'll let you i'll pass Alexa, bed on just you and people just like it's personal to every single person paul i think they're trying to communicate to the group too anyway uh i'm sorry and christine your name's christine yes yes yes
Can you repeat that? Can I ask your question a little differently? Just, you know, just when Paul said, you know, we, what did he say? Like, well, we know what we, we know, or Kenny was, you know, we know what we know, but we don't want to know, you know, and I just wanted to see kind of just see if anybody wanted to share what that experience is like, you know, for them and what that means to you as it pertains to non-duality. What do we know that we wish we didn't know? Um, you know what? I did this thing called Landmark once and they had this thing called you don't know what you don't know, what you don't know. And they had put a big circle on the board and they said, there's everything is everything there is to know in the world is in this square. How much of it do you think you know? <laughs> yeah, and it would be a very, very, very microscopic spot. Um, so there's many, many things that we don't know. Uh, I'm always learning. And oh my God. I don't know if that helps you. I mean, I think that he is alluding to um, some sort of a denial at times when uh, you know something, but you um, look in a different direction and don't. Um, see what or there's no seeing of uh we don't see the consequences what's there because you're not there's there's not a seeing of what's actually there um so i think it, it has to do with non-duality in that way because there's a seeing um but yeah we're, it's like there's in, denial of he went off about 10, 10 minutes ago but i think he's he's also seems like pointing at um, those inconvenient truths, right? There's a denial because to the person, they're, they're inconvenient and trying to be pushed out. But I think he's also, if you're seeing that which is pushing it away, seeing that which is denying it, like that which has a, a fixed yeah. position, that you're not that too. And in that, if there's not that defense and repression, some of that stuff can maybe land because you're oh. not you're holding it, you know? But it's not like that's the back. side effect. We back. Well, welcome Thanks, back, guys. Paul. Now he's got to get unmuted. Unmute, Paul. Can you hear me? Unmute. Yeah, Paul. Okay, okay, good. Unmute. Okay. How long ago did we leave? <laughs> Ten minutes. Ten minutes. Ten minutes. Wow. Oh, oh, oh. Maybe, maybe not quite. I don't know. Oh, uh, this is one of the most beautiful talks. Wow. <laughs> wow it's hard you're cruel to, paul you're cruel it's hard to repeat it but what we were talking about i think i can capture it a little bit we were talking about the myopic and the panoramic and these are just hold on a second guys we're gonna try to do this we we're speaking about the my panoramic and myopic because we left 10 minutes ago and about the qualities of the myopic, which is sort of like a jealous type of system. And when you're available to that, you're not available to a lot of other stuff. Yeah, it's sort of like a guy or a woman who's jealous. They wanna, they're following, yes, there's this strange little thing. So, but the nature of the natural condition is availability and presence, yeah, or awakeness. And here, 
it has a lot to do with what how things look about what we're available to. So if we're available to the myopic, which is the self-centeredness, we're going to live in a place without much possibility. Yeah. And if the possibilities will be begrudgingly offered, they will be based on time. In other words, you're going to have to do some shit and hopefully hope this is going to happen, but it's not happening now, but it could happen if you do all this stuff. Yes. And so when you're looking through the myopic, you're not available. Mostly you're listening to the head and then you get this, you get basically become a citizen of what's not happening in a lot of ways. So the head is basically rooted in the past and the future, and it's dwelling now in the past and the future. And if we're uh, present and available to that, that's the effect. Yeah, It's just like when you look at faith, faith, let's say availability, presence, faith, faith is going to manifest here by the vehicle it's put in. So we have it in recovery where they say the problem resides in the mind. And therefore, the thought system many of us are listening to is the vehicle of where the addiction takes us. Yeah, The thinking is what's leading us places. Yes, And so the thinking becomes the deliverer of the fucking toxic. Yeah. Yes, it goes on and on. And, and you're locked in because when you want to get out of it, you try to get out of it as it. So the system, all of its doors that say exit are entrances. So it's not doesn't it doesn't give a shit how many prison breaks because it's not going to succeed. So it's pretty lax because it has you because you're not relying on the system. You take yourselves to be the system. Yeah. And so now the the panoramic doesn't have that's not the same basis. It's built on the same basis, which is presence and availability. Yeah. But now when we're present and available to the panoramic, we see the myopic. We see all the smallness, but there's a recognition. The smallness doesn't make me small. It's just smallness. It's just a, a story going on. And you as being the one the story's about has been negated. And therefore, you can travel lighter through the stories. You don't waste much time changing the thought stories. You're going to have a story. You're going to have a seat assignment. Things are going to go on. And that which is living it out has a fucking very low ceiling. It's not transcending anywhere. The Toyota isn't going into the heaven of being a Rolls Royce. It's a Toyota. You ever see when they put a Rolls Royce fucking front on a Toyota? It's sort of like that. You know it's a Toyota. You're not fooled by the grill, so to speak. So this idea of being present and available, like here, we're present and available to satsang, and there's a loving presence that affects us. Yeah, because satsang is association with truth. That's what it implies, the words. Truth is sat and sang is association with or company. So we're spending our attention and our presence and our availability is given over to love and truth. Yeah. And therefore it produces different effects, just like faith put into the head system produces a huge amount of anxiety that somehow is 
remembers or reminds us of an underlying fear that we're not going to get what we want or lose what we have. And it plays that little underlying anxiety like a guitar with a lot of fucking electric guitar, long solos of fucking shit. Yeah. Yeah. So it's important what we're present and available to here. And this is getting to your T-shirt, which is not to. So when you tell the truth of what you've been present and available to, there's a negation of it by yelling out not to, like faith mind. Yeah. So in faith mind, it's not, don't freaking worry about the truth. Just stop cherishing your own opinions. You see? Exactly. Exactly. So now we're looking at the myopic from the panoramic. We're not looking from the myopic, making everything myopic. Yeah? We're looking at the myopic from the panoramic. And you've always been looking from somewhere at other things. You're not looking from those things. You're looking at those things. And if that thing is a myopic, sort of like a jealous black hole, your availability and presence may be sucked into that storyline, seemingly 40, 80 years, whatever. It's nothing. Yeah. And then you live as if that's true, but it ain't. That's the beautiful news. The solution's always available at all times because it's not true. Far out. Yeah. So now, that available presence and awakeness is a fact in your life. And now you're available. You're acting, you know, you're what you're looking through is almost what you're of, which is panoramic space. I want to call it emptiness. And so it sort of mirrors what you actually are as how you're seeing things. Pretty cool. Fits you a lot better than the myopic. Myopic is like a fucking dog thing, you know. Too tough, the collar very tight with a big fucking leash. Yeah. Panoramic, but free range alcoholic. You know, you're just fucking doing whatever. Yeah. Yeah. Free yeah. Free range alcoholic, just free range, free range satsang or whatever, and like that. And so, but the underlying basis of everything is availability and presence. And that's what we are. And here, here in this streaming, it does make a very important affect what you're available and present to. And some of the stuff we've been available and present to has us being present as what it's been telling us. Okay? This is the bondage of self. The system tells a whole story about being something and we take ourselves to be that something. Yeah, yeah. There is freedom because you're not that. Yeah, yeah. And you're awake and present and available. And after a while, the great joy is you're present and available to the presence and availability. <laughs> you really are after a while because you realize exactly what they say in Buddhism shit. Everything in one way. If you are looking for what you are in something else, you're going to be disappointed because that something else isn't what you are, so to speak. And so now you see this place as not a place to get a lot of shit, Stoic shopping and shit like that, you play it out, but it's a place to express the underlying condition. Yeah, it's pretty nice. All right. I hope that made up the 10 minutes of lost. We'll just splice it into the, the video. And only the ones that were here live know they got the flavor of it as it was like it was like the freshest gelato there was. Now you got it. Yeah, we brought it back from Italy. It's it's gelato, but it's not. 
the pistachio isn't going to taste as good as it does when it's in Italy. Yes. All right. So. Hey, and um, David's going to host now because I'll be leaving soon. I think we're over, bro. <laughs> yeah. No, no, no. You got a hand from Harry. Oh. I have a hand from Harry. Oh, yeah. Yes. Yeah, go ahead. So Thanks, David. Hour, Thank I you, hope. David. You're welcome. Thanks, Mike. Thank you, Dave. This will be really quick. I just want to, uh, instead of a question, I just need to say how much I appreciate what you just said about, I think I've spent an endless number of, of, of lifetimes freaking out about seeing the myopic and seeing how small it was thinking, well, since I can see how small it is, I'm failing to be panoramic, even though I'm ceiling, you know, it just, it, that, uh, that the vision, the perception of how small the myopic is, has been where I say, well, okay, I failed. I'm still small. Of course I'm going to be small. It's the myopic that I'm yes. seeing from somewhere else. And so You're looking through with the wrong pair of glasses. Yeah. Well, can't you only see the myopic from the panoramic, really? Yes. Yes. So well, see, the myopic isn't something you see. It's something you look in. You're looking through. Yeah, you're in it. Yeah, and you're seeing everything myopic. You're not seeing it as the myopic system. It causes you to see everything myopically. Yeah. You know what I mean? I think so. Yeah, so even when you 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 hear a message about the panoramic, you're hearing mm -hmm. it and it's being collated and interpreted through the myopic. That's why you want to see you're not that. Your glass myopic, right? Yes, yes. So this is why in satsang, we're passing around a pair of glasses so that you can <laughs> see the myopic from, this, from the panoramic. And then... Obviously, there's a natural inclination to be in allegiance to the panoramic because you are of the panoramic. Yeah, you may have been on a work visa in the myopic. You're not a citizen of the myopic. Hallelujah. Yeah. Hallelujah, Paul. Hallelujah. Yeah. Hallelujah. <laughs> Put your hands on your wallets. Show your, show your appreciation. In a green sort of way. Keep delving into that that pit of finances. Bring out those lovely fish and bring it to my koi pond. Yeah. All right. Hey, we're going to I know. Thanks. Hey, Paul, by the way, why, how come your phone didn't pick up? Yeah, how come you didn't pick up? Uh, I probably don't have it on. Uh. I'm sorry. Yeah, I don't have everything here waiting for my technology uh dashboard they tried to call amelia tried to call two or three other people oh, yeah, me no, Chris, nor. <laughs> i want to really thank people who just sat there and didn't leave i appreciate it yeah yeah you got the transmission yes yes the quickest the quickest uh 5g is silence so you got it bamo yeah, and it was basically what we were just talking about. We were talking about the basis of there is the state of availability and presence, but in this dreaming, it, effects are produced by what we're available and present to. And some of us, the systems have caused us to take ourselves to be avail available as the system. 
which is not making us that present and available to other things, yes? Because the system is as a jealous sort of center to it anyway, yeah? So the myopic will give you an under, its understanding of the panoramic. It ain't gonna give you a vision of the panoramic. You get that as a free sample, yeah? It doesn't come from the myopic, yes? The myopic would rather have you live as if you are the system while you're pursuing the panoramic. Yes? Don't you see it? It makes everything small. Yeah, so, yeah, that's, I think uh, we got that through. And uh, I saw it with faith. The idea of faith, what it did, the faith that was in the thoughts that were playing in my head led me to some incredible bottoms, pitiful, incomprehensible demoralization, and then blamed me for getting there and then beat me and ripped a whole new asshole there. It was relentless. And, uh, and I could only see it must be a force that could allow that power to be wielded. It didn't come from the thoughts. It come to having faith that they were my thoughts and they were true, yeah? And when I lost faith in those thoughts, there was relief and freedom. So to me, faith is like presence, like awakeness, like availability, like here. And this is our inherent nature. Yeah. Now you can you can visit systems, but the myopic system has you convinced you are the system. See, this is the dilemma. Yeah. So when you go in and out of different systems, you go in and out of it as the same one. You've been branded like from the myopic farm or ranch. Yeah. And so how are you going to know you can leave something if you take it to be you? You can't. The possibility of freedom is handcuffed then completely. I had it with this, the idea of recovery and the idea of self. The day I saw self as foreign to me was the day I could entertain being free from it. I couldn't. I was trying to be free as it. I could not. My, I could only see it in one way. I could not see. Yeah, like I say, if the if you run into a the mothership lands, make sure you walk around it because it could be the mother-in-law ship. Yeah. So, yes. So the thing is, if you if you don't have any possibilities, what's going to happen? You may adapt to something that's unadaptable to. Yeah. Because now you've, you're arguing and debating all these different systems, but you are representing a system. It's not you. Yeah. It's a you. And it's manufactured and reinforced by the being attentive and present and available to the system. It makes you seem to be unavailable and unpresent in your life but you're completely present and available to that which is talking to you as you. You're completely there. You're listening to it religiously. Yeah? So there's always availability and presence. It's what we're present and available to. All right? So I think I'm going to say goodbye. We're going to go, I hope. Yeah? Yeah, I think that's good. All right, Dave. Thank you so much. And Hari, I'm going to try to see people. I can't see in this light. I can see Jacob up there. Hey, Paul. Good to see you again. Hey, good to see you. Dennis W. Richard. 
we got Bitterman did a great job. Crispy. Matt from uh, the UK. Nice to see you, Matt. Eric. Yay. Platt. Rico Cruz. Don O'Connor. Jack Pear. Ah, nice to see you, Jack Pear. Frank Tucson. He got the mayonnaise jaw. Holly. Christine and Kona. Peter Chance, I think. Jeffrey B. Jatana. Nice to see you, Jatana. Uh, Sean, always smiling. Nice to see Sean. Lindy, Roman Mueller. Uh, I don't know if I can see any others. If I missed you, I'm sorry. I can't see that well in the light here on the Zoom. Oh, Dylan's. I hope it's my old friend, Dylan. And if it's not, it's my new friend, Dylan. Hey, everyone. Thanks. John in uh, Florida, everybody. Oh, Gary in Placerville. Uh, we got Sherry down in the desert. See you, everyone. Thanks for coming. We'll see you. The schedule's up on the website on, under the event page. I think it's going to go that way. Uh, have a Merry Christmas, and I'll see you soon. Bye-bye. Thank you, Paul. Bye. Merry Thank Christmas, you. Paul.